Hey, what's up? You are listening to... <laughs> I almost thought I was about to start the radio station. You're listening to Embrace the Madness. I'm your host, Madeline, and I'm recording in our studio. If you've been listening, Davis and I, my partner, have been like rearranging our house and we like picked up every room and put it somewhere else. So we had, it was like imperative that I, we had a three bedroom because I just wanted the space so we could have our own room and then also our bedroom. And so we started off having our own room, but now we kind of got to a point where we're like, oh, well, we can actually just, you know, have our shared things in this room and our other shared things in this room and also our bedroom. Because, I mean, I guess things have changed since we moved in, but we're both kind of like, oh, well, we need an office space because we both are on the computer and we also need kind of like a musical recording space because he plays music and we both are into podcasting and I think it's cool to have a room completely dedicated to like writing music. So yeah, we just finally like moved everything. He's actually in the other room right now. Yes, I'm recording while Davis is home. It does feel a little awkward because the reverb in here is actually more and I don't know if that's just because it's small and the walls are bare, but yeah. But I sound checked and it should sound good. I'm talking pretty close to the microphone. And yeah, so <laughs> thanks for tuning in. I'm excited to be back podcasting. I kind of wasn't podcasting regularly for maybe two years because I started this in November of 2019. So this year it'll be three years old. Holy shit. But yeah, this past year was just, it was like a big integration process. And so I think I, my energy was all over the place. Um, 2020 was just, you know, a hell of a year for all of us. And I feel like I'm just finally now getting my footing and getting my confidence back and all those things. So today I wanted to talk about my journey um, with spirituality and religion because I feel like it's something that we all experience. I think it it's very existential in that we all experience it <laughs> and it's kind of like, it's like the ultimate question. Like, what are we doing here? Why are we here? Who am I? You know, these things that religion has said, hey, we have the answers. Spirituality is like, hey, look. And so I think we all experience religion in our lives at some point, um, whether you are, you know, in civilized society or if you are in indigenous culture like everybody everybody this is very universal to us we all experience you know this this question and so I wanted to talk about that because I used to be an atheist I used to be very not agnostic I was like no there's no god like this is all science-based this is all this is what's happening and so I think it's totally worth talking about because 
it's definitely shifted. (laughs) I now believe that there is this higher power, whether it's personified or not. And there's some force that is keeping things going. Kind of like that metaphor. I think the uh, God as like a, a watchmaker or a clockmaker, how how they they say that he kind of just like creates this beautiful thing, he, she, they, this beautiful thing, this clock. And then like once you start it, it can just exist on its own. I think that's a cool metaphor. I'm not saying that's what I like believe because I haven't really thought about it like that. But I have heard of that metaphor before. So, yeah, I just wanted to share that because I think we're all kind of like at some point in our life, who is God? Is God real? What does God mean? What is what is what does life mean? Is there heaven? Is there hell? Is there nothing? Like we're, we all experience these questions at some point in our lives. So today we will talk about them, or at least (laughs) my, my experience with these questions. So basically I didn't really grow up religious at all. And so I was baptized when I was a baby in the Methodist church. And basically, I'm trying to like recount because I was so small. I think we had gone to a Methodist church and then we moved out east because we needed a bigger house because my little sister was being born. And I was like five or something. But basically we just didn't we didn't go back to church once we moved out there I'm not really sure why I'm not sure if it was like a we didn't really find anything we liked or if it was just like a well you know this doesn't really serve a purpose in my life and all these things and so I never really explored existential things as a kid like I would I was never like I don't know. I don't, maybe I repress it, but I just don't remember thinking about like, is God real? I think just from a young age, I just, he, he, like God was never talked about. God was never, it just wasn't a thing. And I think like, as I got older, my friend would be like, Hey, do you want to come to Sunday school? And I would go, and I didn't really like understand what was being taught it was almost like I had kind of separated myself from, you know, religious people, people that practice their religion. And so I don't really ever think I had established a relationship with Jesus, the Christian figure or God, like God or anything. There just wasn't, it just wasn't present. Not to my knowledge that I can remember. And I feel like sometimes my family talked about God. Like, I think my grandparents, I remember them talking about it a little bit. But it was always like, we just, we never went to church. Like, I don't even remember. I could probably count on one hand how many times I went to church as a kid. It just wasn't a thing. And so, like I mentioned earlier, I never really thought about 
God or this higher power in my day-to-day life. So I just didn't, I just had grown up really thinking like, okay, what's in front of me is what there is. Like, that's what there is. There's nothing else kind of mindset. And when I, (laughs) when I went to Catholic high school, it was just interesting. I think from the time, because I didn't grow up with any religious influence, I think the time before high school, I mean, I think I, you know, thought about these things like, oh, well, I'm not a Christian. So I guess, you know, I do would do research. And I mean, it's like a it's like a 13 year old saying that they're an atheist. Like. When you're 13, there's so much ahead of you, like, and that's not to say that, you know, that's like a, a, a poorly thought out decision. I'm just saying like, at 13, just a lot changes. So I don't really, like, I don't really think it, it mattered to me in terms of identity. And that's funny because I just never really thought about it as like an identity piece. But when my parents divorced and separated, I moved back out towards the city. And when I was going to schools, we had picked out a Catholic high school because my cousin had gone and you know, good, good, good reviews. <laughs> Yelp said it was a good decision. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But that was, I don't think it was like really, like it wasn't culture shock, but it also was. So like <laughs> I went from having no religious affiliation, no background religious knowledge to Mass, which is church every Tuesday and religion class every day, five days a week. So it was like very different, very different. Um, I mean, and I was very intellectual and reflective. I mean, I still was who I am, you know, my personality. So like I thought about these things in a logical way and like I could rationally think about it. And I was just like, yeah, I just kind of like don't. God's not a part of my life. And the first day, I don't know if it was the first day of school or that first week, but like I started ninth grade brand new, not knowing any of these people, not knowing what the fuck Catholicism was. And other than what, you know, my Methodist family had told me. And we have, like, this big communion for the whole school. And, like, because I didn't know what was going on, I just was like, okay, well, this is a situation where I don't know what's going on, so I'm just going to do what everyone else is doing. Not realizing that there is a differentiation between who is supposed to take communion and who is not. And... I just remember going up there, I take it, I eat the wafer, I drink the wine, 
never had I done that before. <laughs> and like this girl, I mean, it's my friend Madeline, but she didn't know me. And she was like, um, you're not supposed to take communion. You're not a Catholic. <laughs> and like as a 14 year old, that being my like initial experience, I was just like, what the fuck's happening here? <laughs> and so I don't think I ever felt guilty, like because I didn't have a concept of hell, like I didn't like just immediately assume like, oh, fuck, I'm fucked. So, yeah. So me, Catholic school, four years, it was it was a lot. And it was also interesting because, you know, every teacher who's teaching religion has their own unique individual religious, spiritual beliefs and ideas and what they feel to be true. And I had different teachers. I think some of our religion classes were by semester, but I at least had four, four different religion teachers. So that's four different people. I mean, who are all practicing Catholic because that was a prerequisite. I think you had to be practicing Catholic to teach religion just because, you know, conflict of interest. But each of those four people had kind of different variations. One, I think, was a Reformed Christ, uh, Catholic. So I had been explained to, you know, by the other Catholics, like, oh, that's a born-again Catholic She's a little intense, you know, things like that. But l really learning about all of this stuff, learning about the Bible, learning about God from this perspective, it just like further reinforced the idea that this was a dogmatic thing. It was very strict. There were rules. And, and like, not, like, the whole me not being able to take communion, like, that came off as a little, like, I get it, but, like, <laughs> my underlying reptilian self is, like, oh, cool, I'm not included, you know, like, and so when I'm trying to process this logically, I'm, like, why is there a religion who says who can come and who can't come? And, and all of these things. And so just studying this stuff and, and, and really learning about what it was from a fundamental, you know, textbook, literally textbook level, I was just like, this just doesn't make sense, like, with what I feel to be true. Because I think in my brain I had rationalized, you know, if there is a God, I don't think they would be evil. Or I don't think that they would be excluding people or making rules or and like the whole only men can be priests thing was weird too and this isn't to like shit on catholicism because i respect everybody's right to practice what they believe to be true i'm just sharing what was going through my brain as a brand new a brand new witness to the catholic faith and especially like i had taken ironically the reformed like the and I guess it's just like they 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 kind of stray away from the teachings and then come back and re-renew renew their vows something like that and the ironic part was that she was teaching our 
world religions class. So the way it like came off was it was very isolating. It was very us versus them. Like I literally remember her saying those words like just just this language, just this creating this separation and almost this like moral this moral aspect to it. Like especially when we were talking about Judaism especially when we were talking about Eastern philosophy and I feel like that's a whole cultural political (laughs) conversation, but like, yeah, it was just weird. It was just weird because that, that kind of ingrained in my head, like, okay, these people are like judging other religions And, you know, I'm like a teenager. I'm trying to make sense of the world around me. I'm trying to take all of this input in to realize, like, okay, this is what's going on. So, like, so many mixed signals. And, and yeah, I just, it was kind of just, like, further reiterating to myself, like, okay, well, yeah, I don't believe God's real because why would God be like this? Like, why... I don't, yeah, I just, it was just weird. It was really weird. We took Bible classes. I, we did like a whole semester on the Old Testament, the New Testament. We took one like church history, uh, world religions, Catholicism, and I don't really remember the other ones. But I mean, if you can imagine like four years, maybe eight different classes, it was a lot. It was a lot. So, yes, I kind of, like, was just doubling down. And not to mention the guy that I was dating in high school. He was a militant atheist. So, like, I didn't ever go to that extreme. Like, I wasn't angry at God or religion. I was just like, you don't mean no sense. (laughs) If that makes any sense. So, I think I was really intrigued in the world religions class when we had talked about Buddhism because like I see it now that I'm older and know myself a lot better, but I was really stoked about this idea of balance. I think it was very unconscious, but like this idea that, well, maybe that came later, but just like the middle way, I think learning learning about, you know, that kind of way of being, I mean, it wasn't like an in-depth class. It was literally like one chapter of a semester. But I think what really sold me into this kind of like, okay, it's not like we have to have a dogmatic religion. It can also be a philosophy situation. But it was this idea that everything was everything. Like it was all one. Everything was viewed as connected. And I think in a way that I had always been shown that religion was territorial and like isolating, this kind of showed me a different truth. And I think that was really fascinating to me. I think it was fascinating that, you know, 
you don't really refer to Buddhism as a religion. I really liked that it was called a philosophy and that it wasn't, I guess, I mean, and I had, I guess I had started separating, you know, this from religion, but I mean, it would really probably more, more morph into like the differentiation between Western philosophy and Eastern philosophy. But I really started like getting excited about it. And uh, let's see. I'm like trying to think about because there's like several timelines. So I think what happened was when I went to college, I had like kind of known about it, Buddhism from, you know, high school, but I was still like not religious. And so I had taken a yoga class because I needed to fulfill my extracurricular credits and I was majoring in psychology and I was studying neuroscience and something in me started clicking and I think it was because learning about yoga learning about the history and the context and and that side of it something started shifting because I I thought I wanted to work with drugs and alcohol I was really interested in like the chemistry of that and and how it affects behavior and like what's happening on a chemical level. Well, I remember at some point I started like getting into mindfulness and I was like trying to figure out what grad school I was going to go to, what grad schools had programs where they were practicing these things like how do you even quantify these these topics and these ideas? And that's when I started really getting into like I don't I don't really remember when I read The Power of Now, but I know I was reading. Uh, I do remember getting this book called The Practical Neuroscience of Buddhism, and I've talked about it on the Patreon. I might have talked about it here too, but it was fucking fascinating. It's like literally, they have you know, the Buddhist ideas. Basically, like if Buddhism had been outlined for a well-thought-out research paper, kind of. And they also had the physiology. So they had, it was like, it was like making me tingly. Like it had all the brain structures. It's got all of these science-heavy, dense words because it's like essentially like a research-backed book. And I was just getting so excited about this kind of like intersection between like figuring out how to, or I guess talking about this spiritual, immaterial experience and ideas, but also connecting it to these real tangible brain structures. And like, I was just looking for like all these grad programs and I was like, Ooh, who can I find? Like, what can I find that would be perfect for me? And like, I just really didn't, that's a separate conversation. And I've shared kind of my story with grad school, but I feel like there just wasn't a program for what I wanted to study. I still didn't really know what I wanted to study. I think that was the hard part which is probably also why I didn't end up going to grad school. But with all of these books in my library now, like 
I'm just reading about Buddhism and reading about this idea of our our ego and, and this part of us that is part of this human experience that we all navigate that contributes to our universal suffering. And reading more about this this idea that that we are we are we are everything. There actually is no duality. Duality is an illusion, which is fucking trippy. But just like it was like tick, ticking off all the boxes in my like spiritual spiritualness. That I think that really I just felt seen and I felt like it wasn't just me suffering. Like I felt like we were in this together. And started reading about or I think I just said that, reading um, Eckhart Tolle, reading just more books about uh, Thich Nhat Hanh, like just more, more of these things. I remember finding, dude, and I fucking flipped my shit, this book called Awake at Work, and I need to get another copy, but it's like how to apply um, these, these ideas, this philosophy, Buddhist philosophy, to navigating life, navigating work, navigating these really challenging experiences like a bully colleague or work that's unfulfilled, just like almost like, hey, here's your problem. Here's what our solution is. And just I was obsessed with it. And I that really helped me. I mean, I also had a manager uh, that was like helping that was uh, a practicing Buddhist. So it was like it was just a really cool energy to kind of like get back into. So yes, going down the self-help meets meets Buddhism, meets spirituality kind of uh, direction. And like I said, I was really, really, really into mindfulness. I was just really, it was just so new. It was just so, my freaking Gemini moon Virgo rising self never fucking stopped thinking. <laughs> So like the idea that I wasn't this, this fucking hamster wheel was crazy. It was just cool getting to, you know, learn about something that believed in this idea that we were all one. And then also in the same vein, we were all nothing, you know, like. But it was just fascinating. And like my kind of like rational atheist self was turning into this still rational because I was still seeing, you know, the science and the logical evidence that was keeping these these spiritual ideas grounded. And I was kind of morphing into this, like, well, I'm kind of open to the idea. I think what was also really cool about Buddhism was that there wasn't, like, this one central person. I think in my experience, learning about religion was like, okay, here's us, and then here's God, you know? Like, I found it really empowering that we were all one, like there was no separation. We are all, we are all, all this, like this beautiful, like energy, just like 
put together. And it was also empowering, like, to realize, and I can't remember if this is, like, specifically through Buddhism. I mean, I guess through logic, but I really find a lot of strength and and empowerment through the idea that we, and, like, this is getting into, like, wild maybe physics slash I I don't even know what realm this is in very spiritual um but yeah this idea that we have basically everything in the universe is also contained within us which also is like saying that we we have the universe inside of us like we in turn are God or whatever, whatever that means. It's just, I mean, I don't really know what else to say other than it just, I'm speechless. Like, that makes me feel so, so good, so supported, so loved, so held, you know? And that's, that's where I am with this whole kind of like spiritual whatever I identify with as if it's even anything, but it's just amazing. Like now I know what people are saying when they're like, oh yeah, God created all this beauty. Like, because before I was like, uh, no, this beauty just created this beauty. Have you ever heard of evolution? (laughs) But I'm learning that there's a little bit of room for both, you know, like yeah, I don't really even know what, what words to say just because there's no words, you know? <laughs> like, it's just like, whoa. I don't even... This is kind of when we start getting into the capacity, well, the lack of capacity of, you know, the consciousness to even understand, to fathom, to be able to put this infinite, omniscient, like, energy into words because... You can't, you can't describe infinity other than like, yeah, it never fucking stops, you know, (laughs) getting into, into this idea really, really started bringing in this, this, this topic of faith. And I don't really know what, I guess I did not know what faith was because I didn't grow up with any religious influence so I didn't know faith in what like faith in myself and I I know I used to have that perspective like I don't have anyone to thank for anything except myself because I'm the one who's gotten me through this but it's like as I've explored and gotten older it's like because I'm not alone in this you know like whether whether the 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 force that's bigger than me has you know, a person attached to it, or if it's, if it's just an energy, if it even has sentience, I mean, it's like omnisentience, you know, like it literally is everything. It feels everything. But I guess what I'm trying to say is I've had to kind of learn what faith is. And I've also found that it really has helped me find peace because when we I guess before when I was operating under the idea of like I'm in this on my own 
I don't really, there's support missing. Like, when you're on your own and you don't feel like you have support, then you're just, like, pissed off working towards whatever. And, you know, that's that's where you're at. But this idea that there is something supporting you and there is something guiding you, whether that's nature or intelligence or whoever, it just doing life, feeling supported feels incredible. And I know that's something that is a privilege to be able to experience. And I am more than grateful to have this experience. But I do know that because this is something that we all universally experience as humans, that we can all find this faith and find this this security and this comfort. We all have the capacity to experience this magic and experience this love and experience this connection. And I think that it literally transcends all all boundaries and all limitations that we could ever imagine or set for ourselves. I just wanted to share this journey because it's been so powerful for me and I really I really do believe that learning to acknowledge this connection in this relationship and build this this idea of faith in my life has really just like strengthened things like I used to be so critical of myself and and so hurtful towards myself and so sad and 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 the more I got into like why is like feeling like I never grew up with this 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 knowing that I was created with intention and created from love that I am am beautiful and powerful and awesome just because I am who I am who I am and I'm born and I exist and I never grew up realizing that and so really 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 starting to integrate that into my life I I just the criticism that ego, it kind of like fades away into the background because I know that I was created, you know, Christians say in God's image, but in whatever, whatever I identify as or align with, I, I believe I was created by whatever this infinity is. I, I've been created from that so therefore I have a part of that within me because I am a smaller piece of the bigger puzzle and it's just fascinating because when I can also recognize that I am whole and complete and and awesome and I'm experiencing you know finite but 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 I am also forever and and really, really getting into spirituality and exploring that relationship with my higher power or 
my existence and what I believe to be true has really helped me love myself and know that, I don't know, there's something. And like going back to the whole thing, like we don't have the consciousness as humans to be able to understand what the fuck the purpose is or what's actually going on. And, you know, I have to surrender to that, but it's just something that I've never experienced in my life. And, and I just wanted to share it. And I just wanted to share how, you know, here, here's an experience, an instance where someone who firmly did not believe in God found, found what worked for them and found, found this direction that provided love and comfort and, and all of these things that, you know, religion claims to create. And, and like I said earlier, I respect everybody and their, their right to practice whatever resonates with them. Um, I forgot what I was going to (laughs) say. Oh, yeah, just this idea that I think something that organized religion always, or I just, it's something that I remember about organized religion is that this is like, this is like trying to translate this, this, this individual unique experience with, with our creator. This is trying to translate this mass on a mass scale and and I mean, we're human, like, Christians believe it's original sin, I believe that we're just infallible humans with human tendencies, and so it's not right that, you know, religion gets corrupt and and God gets, you know, a whole smear campaign, I guess I'm just trying to explain, like, I, I used to you know, blame religion and blame, blame (laughs) whatever I could, you know, but like, we're human, people are going to make mistakes, like things are going to get mistranslated. Yeah, I don't, I think it's fucked up, you know, that people get murdered and, and killed in the name of God. And like, this could literally be like, a forever long discussion, but I just, it, it took me, I mean, you know, growing up and wisdom to realize that, you know, people are just trying to get along, figure out what the fuck's going on, like, just like we all are. It's just, yeah, I'm somehow learning to have compassion for religions in whatever capacity I can. I don't really know <laughs> what where I'm at or what that means right now, but I appreciate you listening and I appreciate you supporting me. I hope that this maybe provided some comfort, maybe some guidance, maybe some wisdom that will help you or just, you know, a funny anecdote for you to listen to and 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 stand firm in your truth and and just know that we are each all having our own funny anecdotes and it's all about love, you know? What else? Yeah, I think that's it. 
I love y'all so much. I'm so grateful for you. Um, I didn't mention at the beginning, but I am ending my Patreon at the end of the month. So what's the day? Maybe Tuesday? Does anybody know? Oh, yeah. Tuesday's the last day. If you are in there to get your binnies, I'm finishing up the postcards. I'm like hand, hand designing them um, this month. <laughs> And I'm so thankful to everybody who subscribed. The Patreon is going to still be up. It's just going to turn into a kind of donation-only situation. Um, if you want to support me and you have the financial means, I am a creator at the beginning of their creator journey. And so money is always something that I am looking to use to you know, get bigger and better things, get, get a podcast set up, get, get my business started, all, all of these things. So the Patreon is still live and it'll, we'll just go to $5 a month and the link is in the show notes. What else? You can also follow me on TikTok. I kind of feel like, don't tell Instagram or Facebook, but I think I'm kind of like making the transition over there. Um, I'm still trying to figure out, you know, how to do bofa but for now you get the best content it's on tiktok <laughs> so thanks again for tuning in i hope you enjoyed this episode let me know what you think don't forget you can leave a review in itunes and let me know what you think about the podcast this is madeline with embrace the madness and i will talk to you later